Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to a special Screen Picks podcast. I am your host, Phil Wallace, in our Screen Picks studios in Los Angeles, starting right on time. We have got a special show for you. Uh, today we are going to predict who will be nominated at the 96th Annual Academy Awards. Um, with the nominations coming out in uh, about 10 days from now. Joining me, as always, we've got in Burbank, California, Kit Bowen. Kit, how are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Happy to talk Oscars. Thank you. Thank you. And also joining me uh, up in Spokane, Washington, we've got uh, Joel Amos. Joel, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Great. And joining us... uh, in Burbank as well, he's an Emmy voter, not an Oscar voter, though, so he can, he can talk freely um, about who he would vote for. We have got uh, Andrew Payne. Andrew, how are you doing? I am good. Excited to talk about the Oscars. Great. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. We've only got an hour, so let's get uh, right to it. Um, so first, let's discuss who could be nominated for Best Picture. And uh, as always, we're going to try and predict who the ten nominees are, and uh, it'll take three of the four of us to nominate a movie for Best Picture. Um, so, the first, Oppenheimer. Do we all agree it's in? And yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Actually, I- I'm just going to say Oppenheimer, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things, The Holdovers, American Fiction. That's Six movies. Do we all agree all six of those are in? Yes. 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 Okay. Next, The Color Purple. Oh. Mm. No. <laughs> I, I no? don't think it will, no. Okay. I actually think, I it, think it will. All right, but it takes six. I think it will. So. It, got a, it got a PGA nomination and a bunch of SAG nominations. I think it gets in. All I right. think it's the, uh, the snub that we're talking about uh, the morning after. Um, it did yeah. not get a PGA now looking here. Oh, it didn't? Am I, am I out of my mind? Oh, you're right. Oh, when I made my list, not, I must have been looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> I'm going to knock that, get, I'm knocking that down on my list right now. Take a seat, color I purple. I still think it gets in. I just I just don't think the Academy is going to snub it. I just can't. But you never know. All right. So we we, we have that out. Um, Maestro. Is Maestro nominated for Best Picture? I think yes. yes. To me, it's yes. one of the top three movies of the year. Oh, my gosh. For me, it's one of the bottom three. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. I loved it, too, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm much more in Phil's, in Phil's side on that one. All right. I think it gets in because enough people feel the way you do, Kit and Joel do, that it'll, it'll, it'll be nominated. Um, all right. So Maestro's in, so we have seven. Next, um, Anatomy of a Fall. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Andrew? I have that as the, the last one out. Last one out. So okay. I don't think it. I don't think it will get in. I think it gets in. That's my prediction. So, mm-hmm. um, so we have it in as our eighth film then. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one that did get a PGA nomination with my high school classmate from student council, Greta Lee, uh, <laughs> past life. <laughs> Does that get in? Yes. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's gotten so much. I have to see this movie, though. I'm going to just have to rent it. I was hoping I'd get a screener. I never did. It's not on streamers yet. So, <laughs> But I've heard so much good things about it. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty much not winning anything, but getting nominated for everything. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll get in. I mean, it's 
I think it's a little iffy now that it didn't get any SAG nominations. Like I thought that, that Greta Lee would get nominated mm-hmm. there. Instead, they went with Annette Benning. Um, so like the fact that it got shut out by the SAGs makes me feel like it's oh. a little bit iffier than it was before. Uh, but I still think it'll get in. I agree. I think I think it gets in too. Um, okay, next the one I think misses out uh, for the color purple zone of interest. I think so. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you can't. I think, you can't, I think uh, it'll get. I mean, I think so. It got it got a PGA nomination. It didn't get a Directors Guild, but I, I think the thing with some of this stuff is like. We haven't seen the BAFTAs yet, and I imagine that that one is going to do very well at the BAFTAs because Jonathan Glazer's British and, like, he's a very renowned yeah. director in England. So I, I think that, like, a lot of the foreign voters who maybe aren't voting in some of the Guild stuff are, are going to vote uh, for that movie. Also, nev- never bet against a movie that's, even if this is not exactly about the Holocaust, it certainly is, <laughs> you know, a big a big part of it, so... They, the Academy always goes for those movies. All right. I I, say, yeah. uh, I, I, Joel, you think it's getting in? Yeah. Yeah, it's getting in. I think we might have too many movies nominated. Um, but, um, I think We're we have 10 11. now, aren't we? Are we oh. at 10? Because we, we had... Yeah, we're only um, at 10 because we, we... We had the color purple. Yeah. No, we, we said that was out. That oh, was two, right. two. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that right. one we, we said was out. Yeah. So that means we are not nominating, yeah, the color purple. So me personally, I think Zone of Interest is out, color purple is in. But that means we're not nominating Air, uh, Napoleon, Spider-Man, no, God, December, no. <laughs> God, Burn, God, no, 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 Rustin, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Iron, uh, Ferrari. <laughs> Blanca okay. his wife. I, I um, feel of all of those, that, that's okay. But yeah. I, I wish that we lived in some yeah. universe where air gets in. Yeah. I, I would mean, love to see it. That, that's one of the top ten movies of the year. It, it just It's not going to get into the, the ten nominees. It's not going to get into the BAFTAs. It's not going to... I just... It's, it's, it's sad to me because it's just... That movie is a cooker. That's a good one. I agree. I would have. I would if I were if I was a voter, I would vote to nominate it. Now I want yep. I want each to throw out one random movie that we would have liked to have seen and nominated. And I'm going to start and say if I was a voter, I would have voted to nominate Bottoms. <laughs> Funniest movie I saw. <laughs> Bottoms. <laughs> I pick, yeah, bottoms. But, I enjoyed. I, else, I thought bottoms ruled, but yeah, I, that would be that would be wild if that got nominated. There's no shot. Anyone else want to throw out a, a movie they wish was was uh, well, in the I running? Think, I I think Joel said his for air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've made my clear. Um. I don't really have any other movies, really, to be honest with you. Not um, I will uh, Critics' Choice nomination. I mean, I'll I throw out Spider, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Right. I yeah. thought that was... I mean, my, my one issue with that movie is that it doesn't end, like, because it's just the <laughs> first half of a two-part movie, which bummed me yeah. out, because it's like, this is, this is like... The thing that I loved about that movie was it was so not like a Marvel movie. Like, it was so interesting, and the animation was great, and the characters were great, and the writing was great. It was just so great. And then it's like, oh, this is still just a commercial cash grab at the end. Uh, but, I mean, I'd throw that one in there. I also liked How to Blow Up a Pipeline a lot, which was a smaller movie. Um, but there's no way that's going to get nominated. But I thought that, I thought that was really good. All right. I, I um, think Sp- Spider-Verse could sneak in. Um, I mean, it's making all the nah. um, It'll be animated, I think. You know. I mean, I I personally, I had a lot of trouble getting through that movie. 
All right, I'm, well, the, I'm the one person. I, I know we're we're still early because we don't have have nominees, but um, I just feel like Oppenheimer has already won this award. Does anyone disagree? Oh, yeah. No. I, right. I yeah, I think it's I think when we get to the winners podcast, it's just going to be an Oppenheimer clean sweep. Yeah. yeah. Christopher Nolan's time has come for, with his big wins every award movie. Has finally come, yes. <laughs> Except for uh, supporting actress. Yes. Emily right. Emily Blunt is not not going to win, but everybody else is going to win. But sorry. I feel like Barbie will be nominated for everything can be nominated for to bring in the audience, but it won't won't win anything but song maybe. And yeah, then uh, yeah. And then. Uh, yeah, they're going to, to award the Barbenheimer uh, phenomenon, but uh, and and Chris Renault, maybe maybe not his best film, though, it's still a great film. I mean, he's done so many great films, yeah. but um, yeah. this is his yeah. year. So, yeah. um, real quick, Maestro, so many interesting things about Leonard Bernstein that could have been covered, and it covered almost none of it. <laughs> why do you? Why did you guys like that movie? Well, that was the whole because point, that, though. That's that, kind of why I was. That's the point. I was saying I was yeah. a little, I was a little disappointed at first. When I watched it. I'm like, oh, well, I want to see him conduct, you know, coming up with West Side Story. But then when I realized it was really just about that relationship with his wife, then I got yeah. into it. Then I was like, oh, I see. And then you know, the music was peppered throughout the film, so. I felt like I still got some of, of, of who he is. And then that one scene where he's conducting, though, that just literally blew me away. So, and, and I don't know. I just, it, I enjoyed it. Biopics, we've, I've said it many times on, on our shows, is is a pet peeve of mine. It's because you really only get one shot. I mean, they don't remake biopics, usually. And um, the thing about this is it was an artistic choice. Like, we know he made West Side Story. And we know the cultural impact of West Side Story. We don't need to see him make it, uh, stage it, and then collect all those awards. Like the fact that it was a throwaway line in an interview with Edward R. Murrow, uh, I thought that was enough. I just wanted to understand his, his genius better. And I even thought it fell short and- talking about their relationship because there were so many things I had to piece together, but um, yeah, and there's to so many- me, I mean, my, my takeaway of it was it was so stylized that I could never warm up to either of the characters and it just felt very self-indulgent. It felt like, it felt like I learned more about Bradley Cooper than I did about their relationship. Like it just felt like this is the Bradley Cooper show. Um, uh-huh. And Carrie Mulligan's mid-Atlantic accent I found incredibly distracting. You mean mid-Atlantic <laughs> by way of London? Yeah. yeah. She says, like, why is she doing a Catherine Hepburn? In- she was doing, like, Kate <laughs> Blanchett did. doing she Catherine Hepburn in The Aviator. Nailed it. I don't want to turn this into an argument about Maestro as much as I, I, we could make an argument about Maestro. But let's move on. We'll talk about... Um, uh, best director. Uh, so, what movies? What uh, directors to be nominated? Uh, so, the Directors Guild came out with their nominations, and those nominations were uh, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, Greta Gerwig for Barbie, Yorgos Lanthimos for Four Things, and Alexander Payne for The Holdovers. Usually, the DGA and the Oscars usually about four of the five are the same. Um, I, I have a hunch this will actually be the list. Uh, we've talked about in, in previous years, like there seems to always be a kind of a random international director, but I mean, Yorgos, I think is kind of that guy. I mean, he's not random, but, but he's your international director, but um, maybe Alexander Payne doesn't make it, but I think Greta Gerwig does, but it, I think this is probably the list, but any thoughts about um, either Jonathan Glazer or, or someone else sneaking in. Um, I'll let him uh, chime in here. I, I, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think Alexander Payne is out, and Glazer is the fifth slot. And I think yeah, that I he, because I mean that movie's that movie's in German, 
So it's like he almost kind of qualifies as like the international film director. Because I think it's actually mm-hmm. being submitted in international film as well. Um, yeah. He kind of qualifies there as the, you know, Thomas Vinterberg and like, like, like yeah, they, they just seem to keep going with like an international director in one slot. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be mm-hmm. it for this one. I yeah, agree. Too, I think that. But, but as quickly as I can say it, I agree. But they, they also have a history of giving nominations to filmmakers they love. And I could see like a swath of the Academy just checking Alexander Payne's name because it's Alexander Payne. I, I don't know, but, but both things are true. And I think we will find out obviously what, what comes to fruition when they're, they're announced. But I, I agree. I think Glazer gets in, but I wouldn't be terribly surprised if Payne gets in instead for the, uh, not nostalgia, but just the love of him. Yeah, I'm looking here. Alexander Payne has been nominated for Best Director three times, uh, Sideways, The Descendants, and Nebraska. Uh, He's also been nominated for Screenplay for Election, believe it or not, and um, Screenplay for um, Sideways and The Descendants. So um, he didn't get a nomination for About Schmidt uh, or Downsizing. But... um, no one got nominated. Did he for win for Descendants? No, he didn't. He did. Uh, did he he won screenplay, screenplay for Descendants. Yeah, That's what yeah. I'm saying. Won, and I feel like he he's won, another filmmaker we've talked about that writes screenplay that is known as a really good director that wins screenplay all the time. Yeah, or not yeah, all the time. Or sideways. So that's why I feel like he might get in, but I'm I'm still going with Glazer. Well, if you look at the last couple of years, you've got, um, you know, last year you had Ruben Oslin got a nomination for Triangle Sadness. Had mm-hmm. the director of Drive My Car got nominated for Suki Hamaguchi, Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, um, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. I know that was kind of uh, became more mainstream. It didn't start out that way. Um, but well, Yorgos has been nominated before for the, the favorite. Um, um, and then do we all agree this is just Christopher Nolan's to lose? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Again, his all year. Right. Let's move on. Uh, I'm going to do best actress first since that came up on my screen first. Um, so I think we can all agree the locks are Lily Gladstone and Emma Stone. Two stones are locks, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Carrie Mulligan is a lock. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. She has been since the movie came out. I feel like you've got probably, I'm even stretching to say four actresses for the final two spots, but I'll, I'll say it. Um, Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall, Margot Robbie for Barbie, Greta Lee for Past Lives, Annette Benning for Nyad, and then, sorry, maybe five, and then Fantasia for The Color Purple. Um, Margot Robbie gets in. I just feel like the Academy yes. wants oh, yeah. to see yeah. in prime time She's not winning, but they want to see her, you know, they want to see her at the show, right? Well, and this has been her baby. I mean, she produced it. She's the one that brought it to Greta Gerwig. This is a great way to to reward her. Okay, so that's the fourth spot. And then if you look at the SAG Awards, that fifth spot for the SAG Awards went to Annette Bening for Naya. Yep, Um, yep. But kind of a recent history of kind of the random European actress getting in. <laughs> I don't want to say random, but a, um, a European actress getting in. And I feel like that's Sandra Hullard. So I've heard it's phenomenal yeah. in that movie. Um, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And there's a little controversy with Nyad. And so I feel like Sandra Hullard's got a little bit of an edge there. What, what do you guys think? Totally in. Because not only yeah, is I agree. In, uh, I thought it was going to be in Anatomy of Fall, but she's also in Zone of Interest. So, yeah. 
100%. Yeah, and she's, she's great in both of them and, and very different characters in both of them, too. So, yeah, it almost feels like it's a body of work, like she should definitely get nominated for, for at least one of those. And, and again, I mean, it feels like it's, that feels like a performance that more foreign voters are probably going to recognize, and they haven't really weighed in with, like, a lot of the guilt stuff yet. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would put her in above, above Annette Benning or, or any of the other folks. And, and, and I, I agree, would... like, the Margot Robbie thing, like, they, they, everyone knows, you know, it's kind of like Francis McDormand a few years ago with Nomadland. Like, they know when you're, like, the driving force behind the movie and, and they love to nominate those performances. Yeah, exactly, my point, exactly. My only thing is, like, the same thing with director. I mean, I'm going with Sandra Huller, to- totally. But, like, the Academy also loves the, loves the foreign actress, loves to award the foreign actress. Uh, but also loves who they love, and they love Annette Benning. So I'm going with, with Sandra and Anatomy of, of the Fall, but I wouldn't be surprised if Oscar nomination morning were talking about Benning taking her spot. I'm just saying. I, I don't think that's going to happen, but it could happen. Well, Annette Benning has never won the Oscar, right? I mean, she's famous for losing to Hillary Swank twice. Yeah, she has it. Right. That's what I'm um, saying. I, like, and we've talked about career awards before, but I don't know who else on this list gets bumped. Maybe Carrie Mulligan, for the reasons that we've talked about on the show. I feel like enough people were talking about Carrie Mulligan as a star after that that film that that she got. Oh, in, I, but the the first advertisement in the New York Times after it premiered was all about Carrie Mulligan winning an Oscar. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I, almost I, been partly, given. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's just look. This, I think, is a little... There's no Oppenheimer actor in this. So, um, Lily Gladstone... Is the is the favorite? Yeah. I, I would vote for her, but I, I I don't think you can discount Emma Stone either, who's won before. Um, any yeah, any I thoughts here? Is it it's, it's going to go to Lily because you know it's got all of the cachet behind it, the historic indigenous yeah. person, blah blah blah. She gave a great speech on the Globe, so yeah, I have a feeling she she's the one who's going to get it. And this is a classic, like four things I think either came out first or more people saw it before Killers. And they were just like, oh, just give it to Emma, just give it to Emma. And then people, like, saw Killers, and they're just like, wow, Lily, just give it to her. So I think she's an absolute lock. I feel like Killers came out in October, right? People have been talking about her for a while. Yeah, yeah but Poor yeah. Things was doing the festivals, because uh, that was originally exactly. supposed to come out at the beginning of September. Right. And it got pushed back due to the strike, so like a lot of people saw it early. Yeah, the people yeah. saw it in September at Tell You Ride. Thank you. I always have trouble saying that. Well, a so lot like, of people oh, just saw. Give it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joel. No, I was just going to say after Tell You Ride, they're like, just give it to Emma. Just yeah. give it to Emma. Well, I mean, she yeah. absolutely did an amazing job, but I just feel like Lily is going to be the 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 more buzzed. Yes, and 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 likewise, like and that deserved. speech and deserved. she's going to give is is going to make for really good TV. Not to be she was, cold, like that sounds. <laughs> I may I may be controversial here, but she was the best part of that movie for me. A movie that I thought was an hour and a half Horrible. too long. <laughs> yeah, I mean I we're talking about self indulgence. <laughs> We, yeah. I finally saw it, and like you guys are talking about self-indulgent cinema, and I think we have uh, maybe this year's a winner for self-indulgent cinema with this picture. Doing doing that movie without intermission, and then penalizing those theaters that like put in intermission, ridiculous. And then Martin Scorsese, this is oh, we need to save cinema from the superhero films, and I, I agree, we need to save cinema. But if you want to save cinema, that don't make three and a half hour. Movies. 
<laughs> no, no. See, I, I think cinema was saved, if if it is saved, by Barbenheimer. And I think, like, one of the actors, or maybe it was Nolan at the Golden Globes, said it perfectly, that, like, when a three-hour movie about the discovery of the atom bomb makes almost a billion dollars, then I think you, it's safe to say that theaters are back. And I think that was Downey. But, like, like yeah, it, Martin doesn't have to worry about saving cinema. I think it's it's well on its way. Um, I mean, anyone Cap- want to point to it? Oh, sorry. sorry, Captain Marvel is a perfect example of that. Um, anyone want to mention another random performance that they thought should have been nominated? Uh, no, no love for Natalie Portman or, I don't know, um, Eve Houston for Flora and Son? No. You know, I, I keep getting texts from friends back east who um, are telling me that I should be voting for the lead actress of Origin. Uh, I can never say her name. Anjanou Ellis Taylor. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and they're just saying that, like, you know, it, it, why is she not in the top five? Um, and I haven't seen it. I agree, but like. She's just an actress that's on the outside looking in. That's just the way it seems to be this year. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that's a movie that I didn't even realize was eligible for this year. I thought it came out in 2024, and now all of a sudden it's like getting buzz, and it's like, well, wait. <laughs> like, this wasn't on yeah. anybody's radar, and, like, ballots are in. So, yeah, I don't know what they, how they botched that. Have you seen that. it? Okay, I'm just seeing it. Because, yeah, it's... It, She's just like a hurricane in that movie. And I don't know. It's just, it's timing. Timing is everything. Yeah, every now and then there's a movie that they kind of push up last minute to get into the award season, and it just gets drowned out by the other movies in the award season. And, and it never, you know, I think the best example I can think of that was, was The Founder, where Michael Keaton yes. could have gotten a nomination for Best Actor, but they, like, moved it up to Christmas Day and limited release and like two theaters in LA, New York and and people started watching it in February and it was just too late. So Yep. Um, good point. That's a good point. Good one. Um all right, let's move on. Best actor. So I think we can all agree your locks are Killian Murphy, Bradley Cooper, Paul Giamatti. I think Jeffrey Wright is a lock. For American fiction. Yes. 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 Yeah. So to me, that fifth spot is between, you know, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, who got the SAG, but I don't know anyone who saw Mm -hmm. that movie. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower Moon, who I'll editorialize and say, I thought he was terrible in that film. Horrible. (laughs) I thought he was so awful. And I, I like Leo, and he's been great in so many films, but awful. Yeah, no, this, um, this did him no justice. <laughs> anyone I've heard who saw Andrew Scott and all of us strangers has said yeah. he belongs there. I um, but I don't know if you've seen it. And then you've got, like, your fans of Saltburn who are insisting on Barry Cohan <sighs> or whatever, but... <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm very opinionated uh, about that movie. <laughs> um, any any thoughts here as to who gets that fifth spot? Well, well, if, I you, mean, go, if you go with uh, Joel's, um, you know, Joel's thing about having you know a favorite in there, I would say Leo. But um, I'm kind of hoping Andrew Scott sneaks in. I haven't seen that movie yet, but I do like him a lot, and I think that movie's gotten a lot of great buzz around it. Um, so uh, I'm kind of hoping he, he sneaks in. Although I do also like Coleman Domenico and he, he also was in color purple. So, you know, they might, they might decide they'll nominate him for wrestling, but they might decide to put him in there because both, both of those performances. So who knows? You could argue there's two things that work here that like, there's a lot of uh, Oscar voting where, people vote for the same movie. Like I, I assume we'll wake up in the morning and they'll say killers of the flower moon has eight nominees and nominees. I don't know how many it's going to get. And so you may say that Leo gets in that way. Just like check, 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 check. But I think that Coleman Domingo, like what he did in Rustin and, and it's a really important movie. 
and I'm just maybe it's just me personally, but I just I hope he gets in instead of Leo. Yeah, well, um, you know that's the Obama movie. I mean, the Obama family, right. the Obamas produced it. Yeah. So that, they've got that going for them. And Netflix is PR machine. Um, and they've been pushing it. Yeah. So I, I could see um, I could see that one getting in, and and I think you know, Leo's been nominated enough times, and and he's won before, so I could see. You know, it seemed like Tom Hanks was like snubbed a whole bunch in the last decade. Yeah. There always seems to be a snub from a movie like eight nominees, but not best actor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he doesn't deserve I do, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I, I, I mean, I kind of buy into that narrative that, that Leo could get snubbed. I mean, I agree. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's funny, like that movie where it's like Leo's character is supposed to be like 23 years old. And and, and Robert's character is supposed to be like forty eight, and Martin Scorsese's like, I want to work with Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't care, <laughs> but it did kind of take you out of it a little bit because it's like, I mean, I I thought with that movie, and this is my pitch for the movie is, if he and Jesse Plemons had swapped roles, yes. I think that would have been that would have made oh, more sense because wow. Jesse Plemons well, was just like a like like as a clueless dumb guy being manipulated by everybody, but he's, like, kind of yeah. sweet at heart. Like, that's perfect for him. And then DiCaprio yeah. rolls in and hour three with the white hat on, and it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Leo's here to save the day. Like, I feel like that makes more sense. But, I mean, I agree. I mean, it does It does feel like kind of box-checky with DiCaprio in this one. Like, this isn't yeah. Wolf of Wall Street or Revenant or some of these great performances. Like, he was, I mean, he's always fine, but... Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I feel like Andrew Scott, like the buzz is building, um, and, and Rustin, like, I don't, I mean, the SAG nomination is definitely a a big win, but that feels like the buzz is kind of like, like, it was like a little bit hotter, like a month or two ago. So, I mean, I I I still kind of think DiCaprio will get nominated, but yeah, I think it's like down to those three for that last slot. And then Zac Efron is also starting to get, like, the buzz is starting to build for him on Iron Claw. But I just don't know if voters want to vote for a wrestling movie for anything. Although, I mean, yeah, they voted for Mickey Rourke, but, like, yeah, I just don't know. A a wrestling movie where everyone dies. (laughs) It's like, Well, you know, Um, it's funny. Like, not that this is is, is a barometer, but, like, if you go by how many times the cutaway shot at the Golden Globes was that Andrew Scott, I think he's the one who gets in. I mean, I swear it was like every other shot was at him sit, sitting there at the camera smiling. I'm like, okay, we get it. He's the next big thing. I, I do want to point out, um, Leo. one, Leo did not get the SAG nomination. That actually did go to, um, to Coleman Domingo. Yeah, Coleman Domingo. Uh, I, I, you know, Andrew, I've heard a lot of people say, yes, Jesse Plemons and, and Leo should have swapped roles. But one thing about Leo is um, he never takes a supporting role. He's a star. He insists on always being a star. He'll never – if you look at his credits, he's never, you know, what about um, What about Django Unchained? He was a supporting role in that. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was, uh-huh. Yeah, he was so – but he was so larger than life, you know. Okay. Oh, yeah. shoot the wallpaper was like on that one. one time in the last <laughs> – 25 years he's taking a supporting well, role. Well, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys know the history behind the making of this movie, but the book was all about just the FBI investigation. And yeah. so when they first right. started making this movie, he was going to be cast as the FBI guy and it was going to be about that. And then suddenly the, uh, DiCaprio said, well, where's the heart of the story? And then they came up with this whole, you know, love story thing, which was a mistake. But other than that, yeah, he yeah. was supposed to play the FBI guy. That actually would have been more interesting, I think, if it had been about the FBI guy. Um, all right. Well, um, I think this one is a little bit more interesting um, as to who's going to win. I still think the money's on Killian Murphy, um, but yeah. I, I, I could see Cooper or even Giamatti having a shot. And Any of you guys want to chime in? I could see yeah, Giamatti I think, winning. I think it's between. 
between Jamati and and Killian, to be honest, because they both won the yeah. Globe and you know both gave great performances. But I really think Killian's got the edge. But you know what? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's such great performances from both of them. Yeah. But I mean, when I saw Oppenheimer for the first time, I actually saw it twice in theaters, which is rare for me. Yeah. Um, me yeah, I just remember walking yeah. out of that and being like. Killian Murphy was just mesmerizing the entire movie. Yes. He was yes. so good in that movie. And and for a movie that's three hours of people talking about science experiments, for Subvert to be that compelling, like, that that's just a great It was movie. unbelievable. It was unbelievable. <clears throat> yeah. You know, but, uh, but the thing you know, about Giamatti, though, in my opinion, I think he's, you know, he's a pain favorite. I mean, he's worked with Alexander Payne before. Personally, my favorite of his performances was Sideways. I thought he kind of got the, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think he got nominated for that, but still, you know, yeah. a year where somebody else was better. Personally, that's my of his favorite of his performances. But this one was really, really good. But yeah, I, I, I really don't think, I really don't think they're not gonna, they're going to give it to Killian. I mean, give it to Paul over Killian. <laughs> well, this is like we've said before. This this is Oppenheimer's year. And, you know, Oppenheimer really doesn't work without Killian. I mean, it just, end of the day, that's, that's the truth. But it's something my my mother brought up that I actually, like, have been thinking about the last week or two. And that Paul Giamatti, you know, and Oscar likes these things. Like, he's really got an incredible arc. I mean, one can see why, he, you know, he got that script and he must have just been like, thank you, thank you, acting gods. Because it's just such an incredible arc. And the she thinks, and I don't know if this, I agree per se, but that Killian Murphy's performance as Oppenheimer is one note. He's a man on the mission, and that's it. I it's think a mesmerizing he's a mission. He's a conflicted man. Um, but, I, I, by the way, I'm looking here. Paul Giamatti has only been nominated for one Oscar. Yeah, only And it was for Sideways. It was a supporting actor for Cinderella Man, believe it or not. Um He's won three Golden Globes uh, for Holdovers, Barney's Version, and John Adams, um, the miniseries. But um, interesting that that he didn't get nominated for Sideways. Um, Although I got to say, he was also great in um, American Splendor as Harvey Picard. He was so good in that movie too when he didn't get nominated. So so good. So good. I got to say, great uh, campaigning going to the Westwood in and out burger after the Golden Globes and letting yeah. that. <laughs> uh, that was, that's, that's the definition of a viral photo. Yeah. You just walk right into the in and out burger with your Golden Globe and your tux. Um, <laughs> so uh, who wins everybody? Which I've always suspected. So. <laughs> um. All right, let's move on and talk about uh, Best Supporting Actress. Um, all right, the, the odds-on favorite for most people appears to be um, Divine Joy Randolph. Does everyone agree she's, she's the favorite? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, uh, it appears Emily Blunt is definitely in for Oppenheimer. Um, and most people are saying Danielle Brooks is in for the color. Yeah. And then you've kind of got um, Penelope Cruz for Ferrari, Julianne Moore for May, December, Jodie Foster for Nyad, and someone that I think is going to get in, um, America Ferreira for Barbie. I think she actually gets in. But uh, here's something. I, I, that's speech and Barbie, I mean, I feel like it was instantly iconic. And I don't know how you edit it down because I don't think they have all that time, but, like, wouldn't that make a great, you know, when they show the scenes from the nominated actresses, wouldn't that make a great little clip? And, like, it's the heart of the entire movie is that monologue. And I just, I don't know. And she's an actress who's just been around, who's kept on working and keeps on trying and I just, I would love to see her get in there, and I don't know who who gets bumped. I mean, maybe Jody because you know her partner in crime, Annette Benning didn't get in. Um, does Julianne Moore get in without Natalie Portman? I, I don't, I don't know. And 
lately there's a lot of talk that Penelope Cruz is going to sneak in there. I mean, did she just get a sag, or am I imagining that? She did. Yeah, she did. So anyway, that's just my thoughts. Jody Foster and Penelope Jody Cruz Foster. got the sag. No Julianne Moore or America Ferrero sags. Well, I, I think Jody might get in there. Um, I thought that was a really great. She was the one who kind of made that movie for me. Um, it was really nice to see her, you know, on there again because it feels like it's been a while, and now she's got the new True Detective coming up, which I can't wait for. Um, so yes. yeah, I, I think I think she she makes it in. Um, that fifth spot could could be a little bit. Uh, you know, could, could go between Julianne Moore, Penelope Cruz, or American Ferrara. But I agree with Joel. I would love to see America get. Uh, you know, um, there is a little bit of Jodie Foster kind of comeback story going on here. Um, <laughs> yes. I feel like, you know, she she kind of disappeared for a long time. And then she, you know, came out of the Golden Globes. And now, you know, she's, she's in True Detective now at the same time. And remember how much that helped McConaughey? Um, with Dallas Buyers yeah. Club at the same time. Maybe she gets in with, with, with kind of all that going on. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then who gets bumped? Julianne? I yeah, guess well, Julianne. Yeah, still open. I, I think oh, okay. um, I'm going to say Randolph, Brooks, Blunt, Foster, and Ferreira get in, and then you bump Cruz and more. That's that's what I Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like that. I can, I can live with that, but I don't know if that's what's going to happen. But, okay. I think I, I'm an American. For... Yes, Andrew? I think I think I have Cruz getting in and Foster getting in. I think Cruz has hmm, become okay. a bit of an Oscar darling. I mean, she got nominated for nine, which nobody exists. <laughs> and she got nominated for Parallel Mothers. Like, I, I think that they, they tend to put her in. Um I think that there's been enough buzz with the Jodie Foster performance in Nyad. Like, that's been more singled out than I think yeah. she'll get in. Um, I mean, Julianne Moore was great in that movie, uh, especially if you go and watch, like, Mary Kay Letourneau and, like, you kind of see what she was going for there. I yeah. thought America Ferreira was terrible in Barbie. I thought that Ooh. speech was the epitome of tell, don't show. Uh, which is the opposite of, like, the way that you're supposed to tell stories. She was in a car commercial, basically, in the middle of the movie. Um, I thought I thought she was the weak point of Barbie, um, so I don't think she serves to get nominated, and I don't, I don't think she will, but, I mean, I thought she was better in that terrible movie, Dumb Money, than she was uh, in Barbie. She was good in that. She was good in that. <laughs> I kind of still got to see that. That, that kind of slipped under the radar. Um, you don't need uh, to one other that. Day, <laughs> I'll just throw out there that I, I forgot to mention. Uh, Sandra Huller for <laughs> Zone of Interest may may pull off the, the double nomination. And um, uh, though she's not going to get nominated, I'll just I'll just mention her name. Um, Viola Davis for Air. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Remember Michael was, Jordan. Someone only agrees to that movie <laughs> if Viola Davis plays mother. And like yeah. Matt Damon and Affleck didn't even really know Viola Davis, so they had to find her and be like, "Hey, will you, will yeah, you be Michael Jordan's mother so we can do the movie?" <laughs> so, she was like, I want yeah. I want the guy who played Michael Jordan in that movie to get nominated yeah. for his two lines. <laughs> you know, or his line, he said, he said "Bulls colors." I think when they showed him too, like that was like his big line. Did they show the front of his face even? I don't remember. No, they did not show the front of his face. <laughs> no, no. Just the bald head. Um, here, here's a crazy thought, and I know we're short of time, and I apologize. But, like, am I the only one who kind of thought that that Emily Blunt's character wasn't the best well-written? Like, I mean, she wasn't really given a lot to work with. And is there any world where she gets snubbed? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Not now, know, Joel, no. I, the first time I saw that movie, I mean, she got I to be drunk a lot in it. There's that. There's that takes some effort. For some reason, the second time I saw the movie, I thought she was great, but uh, I didn't think she was great the first time. So. 
Yeah, I just thought it was, you know, I'm the wife. And, you know, she's a great actress. But I just felt like it was, you know, a typical wife character. Maybe it's just me. Do we do we all agree Divine Dwayne Randolph is, is winning this award? Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. That to me is what the other... biggest lock of, of any of the acting categories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. One other performance that I just wanted to mention, this actually goes back to actor, but um I kinda like Nicolas Cage in Dream Scenario. He's he's having a career renaissance too after he's on his like fourth. Well, he, got a, he got a golden globe nod. Yeah, there you go. There you have it. That's um, all you need to know. <laughs> all right, let's move on to best support. <laughs> all right, so um, to me, the locks here are Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> we have a lock for Oppenheimer, yes? Yes. Rob uh, Gosling for Barbie. Yes. yes. I thought Mark Ruffalo was a lock. Until he didn't get a sack. No. And now I'm wondering. He's been a little like anti-Israel and a little political, and so I'm wondering. Mm. Maybe he gets a snub, <clears throat> but I think we all agree mm. De Niro gets in for Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. I guess. Yes. Yeah, I guess. If he has to. And so then you're looking at either Ruffalo, Charles Melton for May, December, Willem Dafoe, or um, Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, who who got a SAG. And then the guy who I thought was – he's not going to be nominated, but I'll just say Dominique Sessa from Holdovers. I thought was the best actor in the whole movie. Yeah, um, he was amazing. Yes. And I don't even know if yeah. they call him supporting. He's the main actor, but, but he's being listed right. supporting. So. Um, right. Well, I, I don't I – mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see a world where Charles Melton doesn't get the nomination. I mean, he's been nominated for pretty much everything. Well, he didn't get Unless the SAG. Well, I, actually, he, he didn't, didn't get, get the SAG. SAG. Yeah, he didn't get the SAG, which is interesting. I mean, May, December got pretty shut out by the SAG. Or actually, they got yeah. completely shut out by the SAGs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's obvious – I mean, it's a – I think it's a somewhat polarizing movie. And I think that the, the guy that like Charles Melton's character is based on kind of coming out and saying that he found the movie to be offensive probably doesn't well, do it any favors. Act- but then they all came out and said, Oh, it's not about that. It's not about that. It's not based on well, that. I'm like, no, come sure, on. Sure. It's but, not based yeah. on that. <laughs> She's okay. doing a Mary Kay Letourneau impression in the movie and it's not based on that. <laughs> yeah. I got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why uh, Natalie Portman actually, to me, was the was the strongest performance because you know she she was the the kind of the new part of the story, which is you know having her come in to, to play this part, and she was a little bit ruthless. I mean, I, it's kind of nice to see Natalie playing someone you know with an edge. Um, I know, I mean, she's done it before, but I'm just saying, I thought I thought her performance was the strongest in that movie. Well, if Mark Ruffalo doesn't get it in, or Charles doesn't get in, I mean, I think Willem Dafoe gets in, no question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he got, yeah I, I think after the SAG nomination, I, I kind of have him getting in now. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point that you brought up, Phil, because I was like, how did Mark Ruffalo not get nominated? He was so good in that movie. He was William so funny. Dafoe. He's but, so uh, good. yeah, if, 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 if there's some, like, political reasons that he's, like, you know, people are, you know, not liking what he's saying, then, yeah, I could see that maybe being enough to, to, to leave him out. The, 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 the economy has diversified, but I think one thing has remained. Like, it, you don't want to mess with the Jewish people there in the academy. And he's speaking out against Israel, particularly right now. Yeah, that's a good way to not be included. Yeah. I I, I feel like I just described the mafia. The <laughs> international voters. Um I think Ruffalo does get in. And I agree. I, I think Charles Melton gets in and Willem Dafoe gets left out and probably Sterling K. Brown, which is kind of a surprise he got in, probably gets left out too. Um Yeah. But I who knows, we'll we'll see. 
Um, but then I, 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 I mean, think. Sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead, Joel. No, I was just saying, like, sometimes you do, like, if there's one person you could vote for, like, I don't know how many of you saw this, but Glenn Howerton and Blackberry. Yeah, he was great. Oh, my goodness. I mean, talk about a hurricane. But, like, I don't hear a lot of people talking about him. I don't hear anyone talk about him. But he was with the tent on the Gold Derby Alex, for that movie. So, um, all, do we all agree Robert Denny Jr. is going to win this award? I yes, think he, he is. is. Yeah, I think so. He's never won, right? No. No, he's never won. Chaplin and I'm glad for him. <laughs> yeah, he's someone who's also had many, many acts in Hollywood, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe now is his time. So he'll get the um, standing though. He's only been nominated twice: um, 1993 for Chaplin, way back when. Oh, right, right. For Tropic Thunder. <laughs> oh, sweet. I did not know that. That's awesome. I yeah, that is awesome. That I mean, he lost, a, he lost to Heath Ledger that year, so. Well, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, uh, he's so funny that's in that awesome movie. That's awesome he was even nominated. Some people that think is that art and imitating Ledger life. I will love that. For Tropic Thunder, but I don't know about that. That is awesome. I don't know. I think I think that that performance is pretty iconic. I don't think that he, I don't think he was going to lose either way. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, but I think my day has been made. I mean, and I think on 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 some level, it's like, I mean, if you look at Robert Downey Jr.'s filmography, outside yeah, of that movie, The Judge, he hasn't been like in a like a normal movie playing a normal person for a really long time. Well, you know who he cries is his wife. His wife's a producer, and apparently she reads the script before he does. Yeah. And he Did thanks he her first every time. I mean, starting in 2011, he was either in a Sherlock Holmes or a Marvel movie, except for The Judge, and then it was Doolittle. But that's also like a, you know, fantasy kind of, you know, right. not real person movie. So, yeah, this right. is, like, the first time that he's played a real – I mean, other than The Judge in 2014, which was nine years ago, this is the first time he's played, like, a real person in, like, 15 years. So yeah. I could just see, like, the, the saying, like, great, welcome back. We want to see great Robert Downey Jr. performances again. <laughs> and that's not to say that he wasn't great as Tony Stark. I mean, right. I think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, you know, people give, like, Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers a lot of credit, but I think there's not enough credit thrown in Robert Downey Jr.'s direction for Absolutely. creating that character totally. that everybody, like, that 100%. exploded off the screen in the first movie, and, and John Favreau for directing the first movie. Like, well, they're the ones who really Feige. set the whole tone, and I just don't think they yep. get enough credit. Kevin Feige has cool. said that the entire MCU does not exist without Robert Downey Jr., he has said that. Well, good for Feige. <laughs> but, but no, I don't know how much he's paid overall, him. I think twenty. Don't point to him. Yeah. But anyway, we digress. I, I do want to point out he wasn't very good in the movie Due Date with Zach Galifianakis, but oh no, but, of course but, not. Paycheck. <laughs> Paycheck. Twenty ten. Yeah. Um, all right, we've got uh, six minutes left. Um, we've gone through all the acting awards. Um, I want to talk about, um, real quick, best um, original screenplay, which this, the, the, the scandal going on now is Barbie was considered adapted screenplay. Adapted from what? A, a toy? I don't <laughs> Yeah, from what? No. A toy? Yeah, it's so dumb. It's Barbie so now has to go Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon and Poor Things for adapted and American fiction for, for adapted screenplay, whereas it might have had a shot at winning for original screenplay against maybe the holdovers, um, which maybe will just be another Alexander Payne screenplay screenplay Oscar. But um, he didn't. Alexander Payne did not write the holdovers. Yeah, he does yeah, not have a writing credit on that movie. Nope. Nope. Oh, nope. He, he did not nope. write it. Whoops. 
Um, all right. Well, by the way, Barbie, I, th- I think Anatomy of I think Anatomy of Fall is going to win Best Original Screenplay, like the Globes gave. I I I I, mm. I really feel that. So that's my pick for that one. Uh, Holdovers is going to win, but that's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I know. love. I loved, loved, loved Maestro as we've demonstrated here, but uh, I don't think it was the greatest screenplay in terms of original. And I noticed Air sits at number six. I think, I think those two should switch. Um, but it is a shame about Barbie. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a little risk. I also have another bold prediction. Wes Anderson will win his first Oscar for Best Live Action Short. Oh, yes. <laughs> for uh, Henry Sugar, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. So he's never it's won interesting an Oscar that Last week, the New York Times ran, and uh, their critics said, who should win if we voted? And uh, one of them was the Wes Anderson for Best Picture for Asteroid City. But, you know, now you're a little more educated. (laughs) I didn't see it, but I I know one person told me that was the best movie of the last 10 years, and everyone else I talked to said they they... (laughs) – So (laughs) let's – I enjoyed that movie, but that was like mid-tier Wes Anderson at best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, all right. And then uh, I think do we all agree Barbie, Billie Eilish, 22 years old, will win her second Oscar for Barbie? That's crazy. Yeah. I, I think yeah. she has to, right? Yeah, it's yeah. the favorite. I, I, I wish, uh, actually, um, the Dua Lipa song would win. That that is one catchy track, but like which, the, which one? the uh, dance the night away, uh, it's kind of hitting the radio now and becoming a hit. But, oh, I love that. Yeah, I it's Barbie a only two songs, and it was the I'm just Ken and what was I made for? Did they submit three songs? Uh, yeah, dance the uh, night. Third yeah. is Dua Lipa, but she's she's not really in the running. It's kind of she's fit top fifteen, top twenty. But I just think that, that that song captures that scene perfectly. I mean, they all do, all the songs. But uh, she's not going to get nominated. But, yeah, Billie Eilish will win. Um, all right, any other awards to talk about for our next one? We'll, we'll go over all the awards. But anyone else want to talk about a movie? Do, or well, do we agree that, that Diane Warren will get nominated again for the, the song from the <laughs> – Hit film Flamin' Hot. Yes. <laughs> Called The Fire Inside. It's so good. I've seen it so many times and not one. <laughs> well, it just seems like she gets. Oh, well, that was Becky G. I like Becky G. But um, yeah, I just always find it funny where it's like, and Diane Warren, for this song you've never heard from this movie you've never heard of. Gets nominated again. Diane Warren from Ben Takes a Walk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just you just you just make up a movie. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great, great way to end things. Yeah, I'm looking here. Diane Warren, best original song. She's been nominated for. Uh, last year she won the honorary Oscar, but she's the one uh, nominated for "Tell It Like a Woman," Four Good Days," "The Life Ahead," "Breakthrough." Those are her last five nominations. <laughs> uh, RBG, and those those were all in the last five years. RBG, which I did, you know, Marshall, that third good Marshall movie, "The Hunting Ground," um, "Beyond the Lights," and then you go all the way back to Pearl Harbor, "Music of the Heart," Armageddon. She was actually nominated for "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing." It's like the only one I think. Was, was well known. She was also nominated for Nothing's Going to Stop Us Now from the movie Mannequin in 1987. Yeah, yeah why didn't wow. she win for that? What won that year? Um, I will tell you in a second. I've had um, the, oh, I've had the time of my life from Dirty Dancing. Yeah, what do you do? Category was real. You can't run into that brick wall. Yeah, nothing was going to stop us. 
Okay. All right. Well, we'll end on, on that note. Um, Kit, Joel, thanks so much for coming on. We'll be back in a few weeks. Uh, and then the Oscars are March 10th. So uh, we'll, we'll have a, a full breakdown in the future. So thanks, everyone. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.